This is Hyphen Nation, and I'm your host, Kellen Conley. It's been a great show, y'all. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> uh, Friday. Guess what? Overcast in Morgantown. <laughs> Little Seattle in full effect. It could rain. No promises otherwise, but it very well could rain. Uh, another week at its end. Finally. It was a short week, but it was a long week. It's a rough couple days of work. <laughs> Yesterday was cool, though. But I ain't gonna get into that. So, yeah, man. Fingers crossed. By the time you're hearing this, I should be a homeowner. We're scheduled to close at 4 p.m. today. Lord willing, and all the other deities that you may pray to, or celebrate. We will sign our paperwork today as scheduled, and have house keys, and be able to move into our new house, our first home that we will own together, starting tomorrow. Today's episode is sponsored by The Grind on, uh, would that be University or Willie Street? I guess that'd be Willie Street. On Willie Street, Morgantown, West Virginia, they have the most delicious coffee. I woke up this morning, I was like, I don't want to go to Panera. I don't want their coffee. I don't want to drink some of the other slop I've been drinking lately. Because if you remember, if you listen to early episodes, I was drinking Tim Hortons from that BFS, and that fell off real quick, quick. But I also don't like Starbucks for the most part. And I wasn't going to go to Tim Hortons, even though it's right next to where I'm recording at. So I was like, let me go to the grind because I have not been to the best coffee, local coffee, coffee, local coffee shop in Morgantown for a long time. So got up, got dressed, headed downtown, paid a quarter to park, went up the street, got my coffee, tipped well because... The same barista who was there when I used to frequent there all the time, probably a couple years ago, is still there, still making coffee. I don't know if he recognized me, because I used to be in there a lot. He might not have, but I still gave him like a $3 tip on a $2 cup of coffee. I just love that place, man. Uh, Got my coffee. And now, of course, live from the Kroger parking lot. In the Suncrest Town Center in Morgantown, West Virginia. Shea Rockefeller. So yeah, we should be homeowners. And I'm very, very excited about this news. Super pumped, you could even say, about this news. And so is my wife. I'm very skeptical 
I kind of upset her because yesterday's like, she's like, all right, we got the final go ahead to close tomorrow. And I'm like, we'll see. She got a little upset with me because <laughs> this process has been a bitch and she has been outstanding getting everything done. And I feel bad that I haven't done more, but she hasn't. I mean, I've asked, but at the same time, it's easier for her to do it because she has more of the available downtime, believe it or not, even though, um, She's um working than I do to talk on the phone, and she's just better at it. <laughs> so, yeah, man, by, hopefully by 5.30, I'm going to say, we'll be homeowners. And everybody can come visit, and we can do a live episode of Hyphenation. It'll be fun. It'll be super fun. Speaking of super fun, this is a, a relevant topic to uh, episode 14, where I went on my McPick 2 rant. And you know what? For the life of me, I cannot find those damn commercials on the internet. I'm going to have to sit there and actually watch TV 1 in order to see these commercials again. I guess I can get angry about them again. (laughs) Uh, But uh, my dude Marcus, he sent me... uh, Thanks for listening to the show, by the way. He sent me a link to... uh, to this article that just came out, and it's kind of a big deal. I had said that it was Justin Timberlake who had written the I'm Loving It tune for McDonald's. Nope. It was Pusha T. The same Pusha T who I just said that you need to listen to his new track with Jay-Z because it's the first single from his upcoming album, King Push. The same Pusha T wrote the I'm loving it jingle and gave it to McDonald's and made WAP, son. Made that paper. And so Marcus is like, oh, well, well, you might have a, um, what he said. Let me see. I'm going to get on the tweets here and let's see what he said. He said, retweet, retweet. This is who to blame for your woes, be hyphen, at be hyphen, lol. But I can't be mad at him. I'm mad at how McDonald's has used his jingle to corrupt the black community into eating Big Macs and Quarter Pounders. <laughs> I'm kind of over it, though. So yeah, a little tidbit, Pusha T wrote that, and I think it's still trending news on Facebook. Good for you, Pusha. Good for you, man. So, uh, yeah. Um, Cavs make me look foolish so far. Lost game one. I had said they would win in six, of course. Said it again on Facebook. And I even went as far, I don't know if I actually put these words on social media. but I'm pretty sure I said this to someone. That the Cavs would actually win game one. And they had plenty of opportunities. I'm not going to get into it too hard. They shut down Stephen Clay. Or Stephen Clay had a bad game. But then they couldn't stop the bench. So game two isn't until Sunday, which is ridiculous. <laughs> we don't need two games in between home games, NBA. I hate that. I hate it. 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 I, hate it. I mean, for real. I mean, all the other playoff series, like one day. In between games. And then two days for tra- to, to, to travel sometimes. 
I get that you're on a schedule and you want the finals to start by a certain time earlier. But it's gonna if this series goes seven games, it's gonna be damn near to almost July by the time they crown a champion. But you know, I don't care. I love the finals, man. So I guess we should get into some topics here. I got some joints for you. First one I'm going to bring up is I have written a column that I've been working on throughout May for the most part uh, called June 16th. Uh, it's about me performing at 123 Pleasant Street on June 16th. Um, the show was called June is Sound Vision. It has a bunch of my Sound Vision familia on there. You can check out Ace Beans and Johnny Harmonic. And Kwai was on the show, but now Kwai has been taken off. And it's now going to be a Monster Lung performance. So that means 6-6 will be in the building. That probably means Breezy, A Breezy, will be in the building. Um, Who else is on the show? Wills P is on the show. Um, I'm on the show. Chris Allen has been added to the show. So there's a lot of great acts. So it's a free show, too. So in June 16th. If you're in the Morgantown area or near the Morgantown area, 10 p.m., 123 Pleasant Street, local West Virginia hip-hop and R&B, I'll be performing. whole other slew of artists will be performing. Free show. It'll be a fun time. Please, please, please come check out the show if you can. But I was just writing this column about the show and how... uh. I was a little nervous because I had been struggling the last few times I had touched the stage in official capacity. And then that segued into what I wanted my next um, album to be, which I hope to start working on ASAP since I'm going to have a house. Knock on wood, knock on wood, knock on wood (laughs) soon to actually record it again. Uh, and I was just kind of explaining what direction I wanted to go and everything. So if you're interested in reading that, you can check that out at b-hyphen.com or on medium.com slash at b-hyphen. And that's an at sign, b-hyphen. It's also on there as well. Um, but I got I got a message. I mean, I got a couple people uh, mentioning something or commenting on it on Facebook. Shout out to Mike. One of my now loyal listeners who thinks I lost my job because I'm recording these so much. It's just because I have, I have middle shifts and late shifts, Mike, and I don't want to be in my friend's house longer than I need to be. So as soon as Angel and Leah leave at six thirty, I'm like out the door right behind them at like ten till seven, and so I ain't got nothing to do except podcast. So that's why it's happening. I promise you, I still have a job. Lord knows, if I would, if I'd have a job, we wouldn't be getting a mortgage. Real talk. Shout out to R. Kelly. Damn, that's some good coffee. Um, but what was I saying? Got a message from my friend Zach. Now, if you're familiar with my music, um, or even if you checked out Soon You Understand or the Minds of Say Volume 4, uh, Zach is a frequent collaborator of mine. Uh, we've done several songs together, and he's featured on songs of mine. I've done songs of his. Uh, he's a good friend. And he's actually someone who came up with a group called Fire Squad. I think they all met at Fairmont State, probably, shoot, I'd say about eight or so years ago now. Uh, They all met in Fairmont, at Fairmont State. And eventually, uh, they moved to Morgantown. 
and I got to know Thack because Fire Squad, Squad started working with Sound Vision. Of course, I got to know Thack and Hazy and and uh, Thrilla and Mizzle and uh, Callus and Sizzle before he actually uh, left Fire Squad. Got to know all of them a little bit. And the thing is with Thack, Thack reminds me a lot of Matt of Chivalry. Because when me and Matt were younger and me and Matt were in the group together, 411, which became Manifesto, the reason we worked so well together is because I was always motivated by how dope I thought Matt was. So I wanted to work harder to match him and be as good as him. And I found that again with Thack. Um... Unfortunately, because we both have lives, we never had the time to really go in and do a whole lot of work together where you might see a project or anything like that, because I'm not making that promise. I might have at one point a few years back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just have a really good chemistry when it comes to music. Got a message from Thack, and Thack was like, in fact... I keep forgetting that I have this beautiful thing called my phone in my hand. And what did he say? He sent me a message. Matt Thacker. Yo, I'm not even all the way done reading your column yet and had to stop and tell you how much I love you for it. I feel like your words are talking for me. LOL. I feel you on so many levels. I'll holler at you later when I get done reading it. Ha ha. Props, homie. And I said, thanks, man. Glad it connected. He said, yes, sir. Got me motivated. I'm writing as we speak. That should be signed, in my opinion. If not signed to a major label, he should be able to be consistently touring the country and making good money. Doing music. He's that good. Please do yourself a favor. If you take anything away from this episode, go Google Young Thack um, and check out some of his stuff. There's an EP that he put out about two years ago uh, with E. There's some videos on YouTube. There's one called The Bunny Hop that's just super crazy. And there's another one that uh, he did not too long ago with E. I can't think of joining that. But Google Young Thack, YouTube Young Thack. And then if you check him out, check out that behind the music, then please check out his songs that he has with me. And you'll, I think you'll be able to hear what everybody else hears. Thack has periods of inactivity <laughs> where he gets unmotivated. He moved, he moved back. Um, he had a little health issues uh, not too long ago, but that there'll be times where Thack will want to work his ass off. And then there's times where Thack's falling off the face of the planet. You can't find him because his phone's off. Um, unless you know where he lives, honestly. And then even then, sometimes motivating him to get something going. When you're when you're in his presence, and he's like he's like he'll he'll get super excited. But when it comes down to him actually working alone on his stuff, sometimes he hits a wall, and we all do. But it's frustrating with that because I really truly feel like. If that had been anywhere else, he'd be consistently making money from doing music. The grind. Shout out. Uh, so for him to send me that after reading my column was awesome. Because like I said, the column was a way for me to kind of vent and be like, 
well, not even vent, just kind of, I mean, it's my block, so I'm going to go into my feelings a little bit, be like, like, ah, uh, I, I, I was disappointed my poor, my previous performances, I'm trying to do better, and this direction, I want to take my music, by the way, because it feels relevant. The fact that Thack was, reached out to me to tell me that, and tell me I motivated him, whether it was brief or whether he's still riding the wave of this momentum I gave him, makes me feel really good. And this is one of the reasons why I still continue to do music and then also why I sit here every week and record a podcast. Well, not every week. We all know that's not true. But why I sit here and record podcasts and why I also um, write my columns. I uh, realized a while back that I would not be able to commit nor... Is there the interest really present for me to make a viable career, at least for my music? When I went into recording volume four and soon you understand, my main goal was it was supposed to be the last thing I ever did musically. Of course, we all saw how that worked out. And for all those details, just go to be hyphen.com. You can read them because I'm not going to rehash it again. Shout out to E for making sure I didn't quit pretty much. <laughs> You can't stop hyphen. You're just now getting good. <laughs> Thanks, see. Um, but I realized that with my music, what I really want out of it, as much as I'd like to get a consistent paycheck or notoriety or all the all the glory and I guess the pitfalls that come with being a popular uh, music recording artist. I realized the main thing that mattered to me is I just wanted my music to matter to someone. I wanted it to affect someone in a certain way. Um, I didn't want them to be angry about it, obviously, but I wanted somebody to say, listen to a B-hyphen song and take away and be like, like, I, I understand exactly where he's coming from. This song speaks to me. That's what I aim to do with my music. Um, that's my main goal. Victory is my number one goal. I run the table from the word go. I think I was volume two rounds right there. Victory is my number one goal. I run the table on the word go. Uh, it feels like volume two. Um, so the fact that instead of it being my music this time, it was actually something I wrote that motivated Thack to get his shit moving get a little motivated. That made me feel amazing. And any time that I've ever gotten a compliment or one of the, one of the best, um, one of the things that comes to mind when it comes to music is, uh, Mary, who's my, still my coworker, but no longer works in my, uh, my branch. And we're good friends. Love Mary to death. Mary actually is a music, was a musician herself. She dabbles a little bit. She and her uh, friend Sean put out an album some years back, and I actually have a copy, and it's really good. It's not available anywhere, so I can't even drop it. Be like, yo, check it out right here. No, I'd have to find my copy when I unpack and then upload it for you. But it's good music. It's, it's a rock vibe. Um, not rock lobster, but it's a rock um, 
I, don't even, I guess you just call it rock. I, whenever it comes to genres that's not directly pop or or soul or anything, and there's guitars involved, I just want to call it rock. So it's rock. But yeah, she's a musician herself. She found out that I rap when I first started. And she's like, well, let me hear some of your music. And I'm always wary about that. But I gave her like Spidey Bell Unlimited and all the other stuff. And she's like, I love it. She's like, I, I think you're uber talented. And I think you said Uber, but I think you're super talented and I really like your music. And I'd say that next to Angel, she's the biggest fan that I honestly have. Uh, she knows my lyrics better than me. <laughs> if that tells you anything. Because uh, uh, my last show that I actually had, it was a B-Hyphen show in like 2013. She's singing the lyrics to songs and I'm not remembering them. <laughs> so that's a little embarrassing. But she came in after she heard So You Understand. And she said that song Legacy It's probably one of my favorites. Now, Legacy goes back and forth because some people love Legacy, like Mary, who have had those thoughts that I had on Legacy, which is what is going to be my mark I leave in the world. And then there's other people like Emma who don't like Legacy. They feel like it's plotting and it doesn't do anything for them. But that was one of the best compliments I got, that it spoke to Mary that way, that uh, I'm talking from a level of, of course, from my music at the, in that song about um, what will I really be known for? Um, and I guess that's something that a lot of people will deal with is, will there be anything left of me after I'm gone? Will people remember me besides my family? Like, is there anything that says Kellen Conley was here? So the fact that, um, she shared that with me made it super, made it super special. And I love getting those kind of kind of things that's the kind of shit that keeps me motivated to keep doing music besides he being like you can't quit now hyphen you're just getting good <laughs> um so yeah i hope fact that uh you uh if you ever hear this i hope that i motivated you to write some new material or get your shit hooked up and get back to rapping get back to making some music because you're super talented I can't wait to work with you again because uh, it's about time to grow my hair out and record a new album. And I don't mean grow my hair out. That's just some Hove shit. That's something Hove would say. What would Hove do? <laughs> Coffee. Next topic. Um, huh. This topic is called Picking the Wrong Topic. And I'm going to touch on this briefly because... I sat in Panera on, when was it, Tuesday or Wednesday? Wednesday, struggling to come up with what to talk about on episode 14. And for all of those who have listened to episode 14, I'm sure that was quite evident when you listened to me try to talk about Memorial Day. I Sometimes everything doesn't work out. And and that's why I, I live by my Google my Google Docs, my my Google Drive, and oh, this episode sponsored by Google, by the way. That's like my fifth Google name drop. Anytime I have an idea for to talk about on the show, I will open up my Docs app, and then I have a show. What what, what do I call this? Oh, went away. Show topics. I have a show topics list, and I bring it up, and then I put it there. I stared at that blank episode 14 document for so long and I think I recovered the show with the McDonald's rant and a Maximum Carnage piece 
and getting to the rest episode. But it just goes to show that everything is not, I I, I mean, it's not easy to talk about. Because I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about Memorial Day. I mean, that's all fine and good if I had actually done something Memorial Day, but I really didn't. Like I said, we went to Brandy's parents on Sunday. That was nice. Besides that, I just kicked it. No big deal. Um, and I tried to shout out Will Wheaton, which is always awkward. <laughs> Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Um. So yeah, I, I'm just trying to kind of pull the curtain back a little bit and let y'all know that this isn't always as fluid as I make it sound. Because episode 15, I mean... I, all these are solid topics. I can tell you that right now. I, I probably should have started with McDonald's, but it's hard to jump right into ranting. And I just done that with the lemonade episode, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to hit y'all twice in the mouth. Like, man, Kellen's so angry. What happened to the old hyphenation? What happened to it? So that so not everything works, and my apologies for the rough start. Um, I do I do greatly appreciate everybody that checks out the show, though. Uh, and, and just know that uh, in the future here, I was thinking about doing this for episode fourteen, but I knew I wouldn't get enough responses in time. In the future, I want to do a question, a Q and A show. And that just is kind of like kind of similar to Simmons Simmons's mailbag where people would send them questions about sports. I want y'all to send me random questions about anything and I can sit here and jabber about it for an hour. That'd be awesome. So probably in the next few episodes, I'm going to start. Well, actually, I'll just go put it out there and start getting questions, I guess. Um, Speaking of questions, though, I want to pimp a project that uh one of the homies is doing friend of the show and the only guest so far on the show Eric Greenley is in touch with a gentleman named Handsome Bane and Handsome Bane has a Q&A show as well Q&A show as well it's called Hiya Handsome <laughs> and no I'm not kidding if you go on Snapchat and follow Handsome Bane H A N D S O M E B A N E you will be locked in to the Snapchat of Handsome Bane. And what Handsome Bane does, he's like the Dear Abby for 2016 that we never thought we needed. He gets questions every week, and then I believe it's every Tuesday, he sits down in his quaint little kitchen and answers the questions. And it's hilarious, and it's also informing and entertaining so here's how you can support Haya Handsome besides Snapchat. Get on Snapchat, add Haya or Handsome Bane, and then follow his snaps, and then the show's on Tuesday mornings. From there, he will upload it to his um, Instagram. Sound like an African for a second. That's racist. I didn't mean that. <laughs> I didn't mean that. Um, yeah. If you go on Instagram, I believe he is also under Handsome Bane. Let me check the stats here. Since my phone is working right now. Yep. Handsome Bane on Instagram. 
what he does on the gram is he uploads the parts of the show on there as well. Oh, and he's also a workout buff. So he does a lot of, he also posts a lot of stuff with him working out because he's one of those people that's healthy that I'd like to be, that I'm working on being. <laughs> Random ass picture of Michael Bivens on my Instagram. So follow him on Instagram, Handsome Bane, Snapchat. And then I believe, well, I know there's a YouTube channel. So let me get you the specs for that. Handsome Bane. Go to YouTube, type in Handsome Hain, Handsome Hain, Handsome, Handsome Bane, and then the full episodes of Handsome Bane is on here. Of how you handsome is on here. Sorry, I'm looking at looking at some other stuff. And he's got other good contact content on here as well. So that is brought to you by Handsome Bane. Handsome Bane is a friend of Eric Greenlee's. So please support Hiya Handsome. That's a recommendation right there for that ass. Sorry to my younger listeners if you're still listening. <laughs> I really hope you're not. But I'm, I mean, the podcast is for everyone, but it does say explicit. So it's not like, not like you don't know what you get when you're going into it. <sighs> the grind. Shout out to the grind. Oh, shit. Got me. Next topic, the whole gorilla thing. I got some words to say about this one. I've been holding out, but I'm ready. I don't care about the gorilla. <laughs> it's sad it got killed. It's sad the parents didn't watch the baby. But I don't care. I ain't getting no debates. I ain't posted on Facebook. I ain't posting no memes. I ain't laughing at no funny jokes. Even though that I could have tranquilized that gorilla picture with Bill Cosby on it was hilarious. That's the one thing I have laughed at so far. And the one with the graduation cap on the gorilla, that's kind of funny too. But no, I'm not I'm not the one, as my mother would say. Can't, not going to do it. Not going to do it. So if you're looking for the hyphen's opinion on the gorilla, there is none. No comment. I plead fifth. Next topic. <laughs> this is going to get ridiculous. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Aaliyah was doing something the other day. And she ended up sticking her head in a tight space. Now, for all my parents out there, or even anybody who's been around younger children, you're constantly watching them and trying to make sure they don't do anything they're not supposed to and uh, not hurt themselves. And of course, I'm always doing that with Aaliyah. Aaliyah put her head in whatever it was. I was like, oh, Leah, don't do that. You might get your head stuck and that'll hurt, honey. And she pulled it back out and it was over with. But that reminded me of this ridiculous story that I'm going to share with you from my childhood. And it ties in because I actually just took Aaliyah to her very first 
parade that is featured at this event that happened in my childhood. So Winchester, Virginia, every year, the first weekend in May, they have an event called the Apple Blossom Festival. It's a week-long celebration of, it's a big parade, and they bring in stars like Wayne Brady was there and Cal Ripken was there, and they coordinate a queen, and the queen was actually uh, Kirk Cameron's daughter, daughter, believe it or not, of uh, Growing Pains. He was at, her, his daughter was actually the queen this year. Um, but it's a big parade. They do a fireman's parade on Friday. They have Midway open downtown Winchester, and they have a carnival, and there's lots of food, and then the park has food, and they have a craft show. Pretty much, it's the equivalent of my one of my happy places. Because I've always had such good memories of Apple Blossom. And Aaliyah just went to our first Apple Blossom parade this past year on the first weekend of May. Well, it was like the last weekend in April. Because May 1st was a Sunday. Just to make sure I'm telling you the truth. When I was a youth, I forget who I was with, but I was downtown on uh, Piccadilly Street. Not Piccadilly Street, Braddock Street. One of the streets along the main parade route. Watching the parade, can't remember for the life of me who I was with. If I recall correctly, I feel like I was somewhere playing with some other kids. So I was with an adult, and I was running around with some other kids, just playing around, having a good old time, doing what kids do. And at some point, we ended up outside on the street, on the sidewalk next to the street along the parade route. And I see this, there's a wrought, wrought iron fence, like with the black bars and everything. And I guess one of the kids I was playing with was on the other side of it. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna, this is going to be funny. So I went ahead and stuck my head in that fence just all the way through. Like, ha, 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 look, gotcha. And they're like, ha, 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 ha. And they take off running or whatever. So joke's over. I decide I'm going to pull my head out. My head is still in this fence. I can't get it out. So I tug again. Nothing. Try to slide up. Nope. Slide down. Nope. I am stuck in this wrought iron fence during the Apple Blossom Parade. I had to be, I was under 10 years old, I can tell you that much. I was maybe 7, 8, I definitely wasn't 9, but I'm going to say 7 or 8. Head stuck in a fence. I got a big head. <laughs> pause. And I don't even say pause. <laughs> My head stuck in this fence, so I start crying, obviously. <sighs> My head stuck. I can't get out. <laughs> so the kids are playing with oh no Kellen's stuck Kellen's stuck Kellen's stuck so they start running and get help go get the adults and stuff and I'm uh, boohooing uh, 
I I feel like there was some kind of adult that was there watching the parade that was like, like, oh, are you okay? And try this and da 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 da, because they they knew who I was. They knew whose kid I was. So I'm boohooing, nothing's helping. I can't get my head out and like, oh, they're going to cut the bars. <laughs> no, don't cut the bars. <laughs> We can't get his head out. Oh my God. He's stuck. He's stuck. My dad comes. And laughs his ass off at me. Here I am, this young kid. And my dad's laughing at me. Granted, knowing what I know now and being 33 and knowing what Apple Blossom is truly about for an adult, which is partying. My dad could have been a mild bit wasted. He could have had some drinks in him. He uh could have, he could have uh, he probably did have some drinks and that's probably exactly what it was. <laughs> so seeing his son, his only child, with his head stuck in a wrought iron fence at Apple Blossom was probably the funniest shit he had seen that day, at least. So after he stops laughing, he tries to get me calmed down. It's like Kellen, you gotta calm down. Yeah, you, you gotta pull your head out. I can't. I'll try to try to try. Kellen, you got to come out the way you went in. That's the only way it's going to happen. No, you got to get some. They're going to have to cut the bars. I can't move. I don't want them to cut the bars. But, Dad, I'm scared. <laughs> Boo-hooing. And he just kept saying, you're going to have to come out the way you came in, son. There's nothing we can do. I mean, we we can try. I mean, we can... Try to find somebody who's going to cut through these bars and get your head out. But in all honesty, probably be easier if you just came out the way you went in. So I get mad. Like, oh, nobody wants to help me. I can't do this. Obviously, my head's stuck. Da, 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 da. So I don't remember if dad had walked away at one point. Trying to figure out what to do since I wouldn't pull my head back out. And I couldn't pull my head out according to what I was saying. I don't remember if he stood there the whole time and waited. But eventually. After I got done freaking out and crying and boohooing and whining. I was like, I, was, I put my hands on the bars. I just started pushing back. And it hurt. It hurt so bad. So bad. Pushed over my ears. Squeezed my head back. Pause. And then I got my head out of the fence. So everybody's all happy. Yeah, I got your head out. That's like, I told you I had to come back out the way that you went in. Da, 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 da. My head hurts. I'm upset. Like, I, I don't, I feel like... I don't even remember what happened the rest of the day. I feel like I was so traumatized. Some good ass coffee. This episode should be called good ass coffee. Maybe. Uh, the be- The worst part about this whole fiasco with the damn gate. Is that miss? Damn near the whole parade, rest of the parade. I mean, I wasn't paying attention before, but 
As a kid, there's certain things that attract your attention. You're not going to look at every Pollyanna that rolls by the car. You know? You're looking for the fire trucks and bands and uh, that the circus and the little cars, the um, Shriners. <laughs> Bad Manners Podcast. You're looking for all that stuff. So I wasn't paying attention to the parade. But by the time I got my head out, Either the parade was over or it was damn near over. I just didn't care. So when Aaliyah stuck her head in whatever it was that she tried to put her head in the other day, I had a little flashback to that. And I got to tell you, the fear is still real. I have I have an illogical fear of getting my head stuck. <laughs> I mean, it's not illogical considering what happened to me, but I mean, I, I think that would be in my one of my things, if if I ever got caught in a jigsaw saw tra- trap, don't put me in somewhere my head stuck or I'm done. I won't be able to function. Pause. Uh, so, moral of the story is, don't stick your head in places where it don't belong. Pause. Or you'll get stuck in a broad iron fence for a long time. Your father will laugh at you. And you'll miss the Apple Blossom Parade, like I did. The sad thing is, not too long after that, pretty sure I was sitting in Golden Corral with my father. And what did I do? Stuck my head through the back of a chair and got it stuck. This one was only momentarily, though. But I'd say it was a good eh, 90, 90 seconds to two minutes that I was worried. Super worried about getting out of that chair. But since then, I haven't stuck my head in anywhere else that hasn't belonged. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> oh, man. Confessions of a nerd. So, has anybody seen X-Men Apocalypse? Next topic. Because I have no interest and seeing X-Men Apocalypse. And let me tell you why I don't have any interest in X-Men Apocalypse, though. I've seen the trailers. I've seen Olivia Munn as Psylocke. Jennifer Lawrence is back as, as Mystique, and Fassbender Magneto, and McAvoy is Professor X. I know Wolverine's in it at some point. Uh, Cyclops is actually in the movie again, which excites me a little bit because Psych is my guy. Uh, I think Gene's also back too. I don't remember. Maybe not. <laughs> I don't know where I stopped being a fan of the X-Men movies. I I guess it started when I didn't go see Days of Future Past. I mean, not Days of Future Past. Uh, First Class, which I regret it, because First Class is an excellent X-Men film. I didn't go see... um, I didn't see Days of Future Past yet. Still haven't. Heard that was good, but I still haven't watched that one, despite the fact that I was excited for it, considering the way that the after the credits scene was um, for the Wolverine. So I didn't go see that. 
Um, and the funny thing is, it's gotten mixed reviews. Well, shit. I think most most places that I've seen are not big fans of the film, movie. And no one that I know personally who's went to see it is excited about the movie. I went to a lot of movies this year, and I'm always trying to go see new superhero movies. But the X-Men just don't doesn't rank for me, and it's not just because it's not a Marvel uh, MCU film. Um... It just it just doesn't have the same appeal for me. I don't like that the story is so centered on mystique, it seems. I'm not a big fan of uh, McAvoy as Professor X. I do like Fassbender's uh, Magneto. But, of course, I still think McKellen and Stewart were the best um, Magneto and, X, and Professor X. The lack of Wolverine bothers me, but of course Hugh Jackman can't do anything, and then we're going to get an R-rated third Wolverine movie, which would be Old Man Logan, and I love Old Man Logan. If you haven't read Old Man Logan, the original one, not the Secret Wars Old Man Logan version, the original one by, um, I think McNiven drew it, and uh, Millar wrote it, Mark Millar. Um, Go check that out. It's absolutely ridiculous, but it's amazing. Uh... I love that story. So I'm looking forward to that. But I don't know. I was watching X2 last night. And I said to Gary, I was like, X-Men 2 is one of my favorite superhero movies. And for the longest time, I ranked it probably number one before we really got into the um, MCU films with Iron Man in 08. But it was like number one, even over the Spider-Man films. It was probably... Spider-Man, it was probably X-Men, Spider-Man 2, Spider-Man, uh, then probably X-Men, and I could go down the list, but I'm not really trying to get into that right now. It just doesn't seem like a big deal for an X-Men movie anymore. I mean, it's been 16 years now since X-Men 1 came out. Which I liked. I didn't find it amazing. I didn't see that in theaters. I, I mean, I was only, I wasn't even a, wasn't even 18 yet. So I, I just don't, I don't know. It, it just isn't a big deal for me about X-Men movies anymore. I, I'm hoping, I don't know. I don't think Mystique is Jennifer Lawrence's best work. I liked her in first class, but as several people have said um, from seeing the movie, and then just what, from what I can tell from the trailer, it looks like she's just cashing a paycheck. And as a fan of Jennifer Lawrence, I, that disappoints me as well, that she's phoning in for the paycheck. So I can't I can't get excited about X-Men movies unless Wolverine's in it. And then once uh, Jackman's gone, I don't know what I'm going to do. Thank God we have Deadpool now. But I, I just wanted to touch on that a little bit, just saying that how I don't know what Fox can do to make it must-see, make the X-Men must-see again. I feel like they'd be better off going direct to DVD, and they probably would do better versus actually putting Mountain Theaters. Hate, 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 hate. So, uh, I'd love to hear your opinions about that one and about any other stories I might have mentioned, topics throughout this episode recommendations 
Because I got to get moving, got to get to work. So, Hoop Dreams, 1994 documentary about two Chicago youths um, and their high school basketball careers as they try to make it to college and ultimately the NBA. I love this movie from the time my dad bought it for me, like in 95 or 96 when it was on VHS, wore my copy out. I was up late the other night watching it again. I saw it was on and I thought, and the thing is, it's like a three or four hour movie, but it doesn't feel like it. I started watching it at like maybe 1130 thinking, oh, there's not that much time left. I'm pretty sure my time is over. It's like one o'clock. And that was just covering their senior year and then in the movie. Steve James directed it. It's a great, great movie about Arthur Agee and William Gates um, and their their uh, their basketball careers. And it's a good look at uh, basketball in the 90s and how much, I mean, especially as you transition from the 80s and 90s, you see the effect that the Isaiah Thomases and the Michael Jordans and the Magic Johnsons and the Larry Birds have had on inner city youth as far as making it to the NBA, you see that transition that ultimately led to, I guess, all those people jumping into the NBA from high school in the late 90s and early 2000s. So that's first recommendation. Other recommendation is The Jordan Rules by Sam Smith. Another basketball book. Um, I'm recommending this one because I got this for, I think it was uh, Christmas in 93 or 92. Uh no, it was definitely 93. Um, and it's by Sam Smith. He writes for Chicago Tribune. He was the Bulls beat reporter. And he kind of still is. But he was there like every single day with the Bulls from the late 80s leading up to uh, the release of this book in 1990. I think it came out in 92 or it came out in 91, late 91. And it shows you a side of all the players that were on the Bulls at this time, including Jordan, including the coach Phil Jackson, including Pippen, including Horace Grant, this is probably one of the best, most in-depth looks at the ins and outs of an NBA roster. It just so happened to be the most popular team of the 90s and their journey to their first NBA championship. I love this book, and I could read this book every single year, and I'm, I'm probably planning on getting into this book. Well, I, I, got, I got to catch up on my reading once we get moved. But I'm planning on getting into reading this book as soon as possible. Again, because I love this book. So The Jordan Rules by Sam Smith. Go cop that and watch Hoop Dreams. Hoop Dreams! And that's a wrap. So let's get into the administrative. If you like hyphenation, please go on iTunes and subscribe and also rate and review. It brings the show more exposure. Once you've done that, that's all I need you to do. But if you're interested in finding hyphenation in other ways, you can always go on Stitcher. You can go on their website. You can download the Stitcher app, search hyphenation. All the episodes will be available to you there as well. You can find new episodes of hyphenation as they're made available on b-hyphen.com, podcast.b-hyphen.com, and tricycleoffense.wordpress.com. You can also find episodes of Hyphenation on youtube.com slash b-hyphen and on mixcloud.com slash b-hyphen as well. If you go to podcast.b-hyphen.com and you look on the right-hand side, you will see a feed burner link 
for hyphenation. You can take that RSS feed, put it into your podcast listening device and listen to hyphenation that way as well. Please take the time to share hyphenation. Tell your friends about it like the weekend and please spread the word because the more exposure the show gets, the more listeners I have and the better the shows should get. Or maybe I'll just get a big head and in the show. Who knows? Maybe I like I'm too big for this now. Episode 17, that's it. Highly doubtful. If you want to get in contact with me, be hyphen at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter at be hyphen. Search me on Facebook.com slash be hyphen. If you're not a crazy person, I will add you. And then I'm also on Instagram, the be hyphen, and on Snapchat, be hyphen. And I got a Google Plus too, and so that thing shuts down as well. If you want to support the show, there is Amazon links on behyphen.com and on podcast.behyphen.com. If you click that link on the right-hand side of the page, buy something from Amazon, a little bit will come back to the show, and that would be awesome. Um, and anybody want to do that anytime soon, I wouldn't have to start a new marketplace account or whatever it's called, affiliates link, affiliates account, because right now I don't think I've had anybody do that. <laughs> But I'm gonna still do the show whether you do it or not. But if you feel like you wanna you wanna buy something from Amazon, just do it through that link and I'll get a little something something. It'll go towards production uh production costs, which would be mean more coffee. Because that's how I get down. And I think that's it. Did I cover everything? I mean Stitcher and Stitcher and iTunes and YouTube and Mixcloud and and the sites and I think I got everything. By George. I think he's done it. Chia. Time for me to get this car over to work. I will talk to you on episode 16. Thank you for listening to Hyphen Nation. I appreciate it. Appreciate all the feedback. Still having fun. Still crazy after all these episodes. Something like that. Arrivederci. Thanks, y'all.